Hey everyone, welcome to Be A Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Huser. Well, it's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Okay, so here we are again. Welcome to the Cowboy Show. No, I'm kidding. But it was um, a day over with the horses and I was highly inspired today and I decided to stay how I looked today and how I go dressed for uh, mucking stall and um, being on the ground and things like that with my horse and you know, getting hair everywhere. Um, they're in shedding season right now, but I'm so glad you decided to join us. I hope you've had a great week. If you heard last week, we talked about finding a prosthetist that would work for you and that it's okay to go out and looking and trying to figure out what, what fits you. Um, because the person you end up going for your prosthesis is someone you're going to need your entire life. Yeah, you can switch. Yeah, of course it's going to happen. Yes, your prosthesis is probably going to retire before, you know, you, um, you know, kick the bucket and you're going to always need um, someone that's taking care of your leg or your arm or whatever you need. And so, you know, I hope last week, from what I got, a lot of you wrote me and said you had no idea that you could look around, you know, and you have to know your insurance, right? So, you know, my first person that I had gone to um, through word of mouth, since I knew no one who was an amputee at the time, just happened to be someone who didn't take my insurance. But when I went and saw my surgeon, they had someone they worked with, and that's who I've been with. And I have to say, I've been very blessed because um, we work well together, and they always strive to get me being back to a, as much of a normal life as possible at, at a high level. So, and if you know me, I do everything I possibly can do under the sun just to prove to myself I can still live a full life. And um, it has made me very happy. So I hope last week's uh, talk on uh, prosthetists and trying to figure out what works best for you helped. If you missed it, check it out either on my YouTube channel or um, at my website or any podcast, um, pretty much any podcast format um, or form that you can that you can download on your phone or whatever, you should find um, a beautiful adaptive warrior or be a warrior um, three sixty. And that's my website, www.beawarrior360.com. Anyway, enough of that boring beginning. What I wanted to talk about today, um, for those of you that are new, I tend to be inspired throughout the week. It is always my way of thinking and living to learn each week, each day, something new about me or something new about the world that will, you know, help me or that's out there for me as an amputee or as a mom, a wife, whatever, but I'm constantly trying to absorb stuff and materials and, and, you know, I'm in a bunch of classes on horsemanship and another one that I'm working on, um, on horse massage therapy. 
the list goes on and long. I feel like a little kid again being a sponge. And it's just, I think that whole new lease on life after several years of surgeries that kind of made me feel like things were coming to an end. And I just feel like there's a new lease on life. And so I want to share that with you. And so today I was just struck so hard by what I was learning in the quiet. And when I go to see my horses, it's actually quite a joy. Um, I get up in the morning. It's it's an ordeal because for me, getting jeans on over my prosthetic, getting my boots pulled on, um, getting all that stuff ready. My tr- back of my truck is filled with every kind of brush, comb, you know, rubber bands, cleaning supplies, hoof cleaners, you you name it, I got it for the horses. And it just sits in there in a kind of a carrier case, all their treats and things. So like the back of my, my Bronco looks like a, um, like a shed <laughs> for horses. So um, anyways, so I get myself all such situated and dressed and, and everything like you see here. And I head over to the horses in the morning. And today was especially sweet because if you're from our area in Arizona here, we have got a National Weather Service warning that's saying this evening, within the next few hours, we have a huge storm rolling in again. So up north, Flagstaff, where our cabin is up in Munns Park, they're supposed to have snow all week. Um, down here, we're supposed to have rain. Our temperatures are going to drop. So like yesterday was like 72 today, sixties, tomorrow fifties, and then we're going into forties and the nights are going to be in the thirties again. It's absolutely crazy. Well, when it gets rainy like that, I really don't end up going over to the horses one because it's a muddy mess Two, because usually my girl and her colt are together and the colt needs to be disciplined. So he, um, is kind of an attention hog. So if they're ever together in a run, I can't even get near my girl. So it's kind of stinks. But for safety and security, I think they're going in the big run today because of the winds. We don't want any trees getting knocked off and hurting a horse. And in the big run, there's no big trees over them. So today was sweet because I wanted to go and I just told myself, you know what, you have nothing else planned all morning. Just get out there and just be, just do the things that need to be done. I go there and today they needed to be fed. And so I fed mama and her colt. And then I cleaned up, you know, all the poop and did the work and then um, did some, a little bit of treat training with my girl. And then I actually went to the neighbor's house next door because he's letting me come in and work with his very skittish horse. And I, I got to just, um, I can't even explain it. And 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 this is something I'm in the works of, of doing is equine therapy, equine meditation. I'm learning about it right now in school, um, getting certification in some avenues of that, learning a lot about myself along the way. Um, it's an amazing moment. And I want to be able to share it with you because there's a lot of life lessons that can come out of it. And so bear with me. If you are someone who is struggling in life right now, it doesn't matter if you're an amputee or not, this literally could go for anybody, which 90% of you are probably struggling right now. Um, Something's bothering you. 
you know, you're, you're struggling to find a joy or a peace about you. Maybe you're not sleeping well because something's really kind of gnawing at your heart. This today's podcast is for you. It is, it's eye-opening and I'm really hoping I communicate it well. For those of you that know me, I just kind of jump on and I run through this. I don't edit my podcasts at all. I want you to have me raw and natural. I'm having a conversation with you right now. And that's what I want it to sound like when it goes on the podcast channels. I never have notes. And today I actually have some notes because there's some things I just don't want you to miss out on because it wouldn't be fair of me to enjoy these things and not give this information to you. I want to share it. I want you to have a better life because I'm enjoying a better life. And so I'm hoping this helps. What I am learning as I'm spending time around horses, and this happened two years ago, actually this Thursday will be our gotcha day for my my girl Sakari. She was getting set to be euthanized. They supposedly didn't know she was pregnant, but she was 10 of 10 months out of 11 months pregnant when we rescued her. And she and I, this was only about a year after my amputation. She and I connected on a completely different plane, a different level. One, because she had been tossed out. And two, I was trying to figure out who I really was now. Uh, Looking different, feeling different, and going through, for those of you that are new amputees, that first year or two where there's just everything seems new every day, every moment in your socket, everything is different. And we found each other at the most incredible time. And it was a true, true God moment. Um, I believe in that. My faith carried me through everything I've been through so far. And so Thursday is our two-year gotcha day. It's been two years. And for two years, I have tried to go as often as I can. In the last like seven months, it's been pretty much every day, Monday through Friday. Before that, life, you know, I had a high schooler and I was a team mom and things like that. Other things had to take precedence. But I have spent two years with her mostly on the ground, only like three times ever on her back and just working on relationship, living in the moment and just training and getting to know each other. The more familiar she became with me, the more familiar I became with her. We understood each other. We knew each other's little bugaboos and things like that. And so that's where I've been at and in, in in my journey is really been one of self-discovery and healing for me. And I would want every single one of you listeners to feel what I feel. It is, whether you're an uh, animal person or not, a horse person or not, I was not until this moment. And I am obviously now full on horse. And you can see my picture in the background, my little horse here, if you're watching on YouTube, Everything in my room are either photos I've taken of my horse or or pictures I have I've gotten at our art fairs and things like that. Everything's horse. And so it has totally taken over my life. It has transformed me and it has given me the happiest heart I have had in so long. And um, so today, just to step back a moment, I realized that the things I was experiencing really can help so many people in so many different issues in their life. And what it's really about in a book that I'm reading right now is about being mindful. 
you know, it's kind of like meditation. It's being mindful. It's being present. But one of the things that I first learned about horses as I started delving into the horse world and educating myself was that horses live in the moment. So they are prey animals with their eyes on the kind of on the side of their heads and they don't worry about anything from the past. They don't think about the future. They only live right for this moment right now and are very astute on what's happening around them in the moment. So you know they they sit and they eat and graze all day long. If they could, I think it's like 15 hours a day that they graze and eat. And when they're doing that, if you really are quiet and watchful, you'll notice their ears are constantly in movement uh, against each other in different ways. You know, I know when my girl is listening to me, I'm standing in front of her and both of her ears are pointing straight forward at me. I know she's hearing me. And then occasionally something will happen. A tractor will start up down the street and one of her ears will go that direction. And my eyes follow her ears. So if I'm working with her and I know her full attention is on me because her ears are nowhere like looking at me, so to speak, I look around and I do that more and more as I begin to trust her more and more because I truly believe she would never hurt me intentionally. But I do sit on the ground in her stall and I started doing that about a year ago, but I would start, I started with just my back up against a fence. So the only place she could approach me was up front of me. Then about four months ago, I started sitting in the middle of her big, huge run and watched her eat and then get drinks. And then she'd come inspect me and then she'd walk back to her food. And, and I was just being quiet and being there so I could observe her and see how she reacted to me just hanging out. Well, one of my biggest goals was with her was to gain enough trust that she would eventually come and lay down with me. And that finally happened a couple months ago for the first time. And the joy in my heart was something like I've never felt before. To have something that big, you know, she's like 1,200 pounds, and me having very minimal equine experience, to have that trust was such a boost of my confidence and happiness and joy you know, I, I went home that day, light as a feather, just, you know, walking in the house, like, guess what happened? Guess what happened? Telling my family and, and, you know, it, it was something like I've never experienced before. So today, as I was sitting today, I decided I would bring the book I'm reading. Um, the book I'm reading is by Martha Montague, uh, Mindfulness and Meditation Options, but it's an equine led one. So there's a whole equine-centered mindfulness, um, and that's what I want to bring. I want my horse to help some of you that are local that might want to come out and spend some time with me and my horse in quiet solitude where you just start learning to be present. So I was sitting there, and for the longest time, my girl was nitpicking at me and coming over and she'd knock my hat off and then she would you know try to sniff at my hair and you know all those things just kind of gave me the chills and and then she would turn around and you know I'd have to move myself like I said I'm watching her because you don't want to be kicked by your horse you don't want to be stomped on by your horse 
and she was just a little bit more antsy than normal. And I know why. And, and, and I was being very smart and keeping a watchful eye. But then she finally started to dig. And when my girl starts to dig with her front foot, front hoof, she's going down. And she was digging literally an inch from my boot. And so my left leg is my amputee, my amputated leg. And so my, my leg sticks straight out. If I don't bend it up, it's just straight out. And she was digging right by it. And then boom, down she went. And she was so close. I was rubbing her face and just rubbing her nose. And she was dozing off and everything. And then when she finally laid down, I decided to open my book. And it was at that moment that I came home so excited about talking on this podcast today because what I realized was how mindfulness and being present is what can heal us and get us out of our own thoughts and our own, it seems, it seems weird to think that, that being mindful will get you out of looking at under things under the microscope. But let me just read this. If you entertain me for a second, let me read this quote out of this for you. This quote comes from um, a professor, Mark Williams, and basically said, mindfulness is an awareness of our thoughts and feelings as they happen moment to moment. Awareness of this kind doesn't start by the, uh, start by trying to change or fix things. It's about allowing ourselves to see the present moment clearly. When we do that, it can positively change the way we see ourselves in our lives. And then he goes on to say that we can train ourselves to notice when our thoughts are taking over and realize that thoughts are simply mental events that can have, um, that do not have control over us. And I just thought, you know what? I talk to so many people that are struggling right now, a lot that are amputees, I will say, but those of you that are struggling just with life events and medical emergencies and things that just aren't going right right now. And I'm, I, you know, it is so easy to get stuck in our heads and let the mental process take over where all we are doing is looking under that microscope at our thoughts and allowing our thoughts to run away from us. Um, it's interesting because it says um, it's easy to stop noticing the world around us. It's also easy to lose touch with the way our bodies are feeling and to end up living in our heads, caught up in our thoughts without stopping to notice how these thoughts are driving our emotions and behavior. And that's so much of winning the battle to living a better life. It really is. And as I'm reading this, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so true. And I thought if everybody could just enjoy their life where they're at, like a horse does, because that's exactly how horses are. They're, they're mindful. They're just living in this moment. They don't get wrapped up in thoughts of what happened yesterday or what is going to happen with the storm that's coming. And they feel it. They know. I mean, the colt was absolutely crazy day when I got there. And if I wish you could see outside right now, it is just totally overcast. And we've had bits of sun come in and then just clouds that are just covering the entire sky here. And my, my colt was just racing back and forth and back and forth, just being weird, like more so than he normally is. And, um, and my friend just said, you know, they, they feel the barometric pressures changing. 
And, you know, that makes sense. You know, we notice that animals are more astute to the environment than we are because they're living in that moment and it's a survival thing for them. Where we get wrapped up in our phones, in our work, in our appointments, in things that happened yesterday, we get caught up in how do we react and how will we react with this and this and this. And quite frankly, what ends up happening, at least for me, I start getting caught up in like right now my leg hurts. Well, if I sit here and mull on this thought, then I could go into what happens if it never gets better? Maybe tomorrow will be worse. Oh, I can't even do that. I don't even, I can't live that way. You know, and it can just snowball. And I'm not saying that it's not sucky what situation you're in. I'm not saying that it's easy that my situation I'm in, but we can control how we manage our thought process so that we can monopolize as much as we can on the days to make them the best that we can. And I thought, what better way than to be like a horse? And I know that sounds really weird. And if you're not a horse person, you're probably like, what is she talking about? But a horse's life is just so simple. They live for the moment. They love unconditionally. They really do. They do communicate with us if we would just live in the moment and we watch their body language. It's very, my girl is very strong. You know, if I'm out of treats, she'll try to nip at my shoulder if I'm walking away. And it's more like, hey, get back here with something. And I'm like, you've had your treats, you're done. And then she finally gets it and she understands when I tell her, uh uh, you know, you can't be doing that. I also see in her, that I've built a trust over the last two years where she knows that I'm not going to hurt her. If she lays down, which is very vulnerable for a horse, and they are herd mentality, that if an alpha lays down or is there protecting the herd, then the others can lay down and relax because they know that everything's okay. And it was kind of funny, and I'm going to post pictures on my website because I took a ton of pictures today because I started noticing that my horse that's the neighbor's horse behind me that I was kind of working with today, <laughs> he started snorting and making weird noises. So I took my camera as I was laying there and I quietly put it on um, selfie mode and I picked it up to look what was going on behind me because I couldn't turn. And he was laying down two fences away from us, but he was laying down. And he was just staring at me. And then I noticed the horse on the other side of my friend's property was like, what's going on? And he kind of galloped over and then just sat there and stared at us. He never laid down, but he stared at us and just quietly kind of sat there watching what was happening. And my horse was laying next to me and she was snorting and snoring and, you know, wheezing and making noises and, and everything like that. And it was just that moment of peace and quiet that gave me time to think and reflect on what was most important right now. And when I clear my head and I take some slow, deep breaths, she actually starts to change. Like she usually sits up. When she first lays down, she just sits up. And if I kind of just tell myself, you've got no place else to be right now. You can do this. You have time. Just relax. And I take some deep breaths. I realize that I've been holding my legs tight because my prosthetic, I try to hold it up. So I relax my legs and I relax the muscles in my body and I kind of just take some deep breaths. Then the next thing I know, she takes a big deep breath 
and she falls over and lays her head on the ground. And it's almost precisely when I tell myself to rest, relax, live in the moment, slow down, be present. And it's almost like she picks up on my breathing and I try to breathe in and out, in my nose, out my mouth so she can hear my breath like I can hear her breath. And they use that to communicate. So I thought it was pretty cool. Now, I did a little research too because there's always those cute quotes online that show you like, you know, you know, 10 valuable lessons I learned from my horse kind of thing. But there was one that kept coming up and I thought, okay, you know what? I really like this one. So I'm going to take you through this and how this can actually equate to human life. How these lessons, have you ever seen that poster that says everything I needed to know in life I learned in kindergarten, you know, like share with others and things like that. Well, this is kind of the same thing. There's only six. So bear with me. But I think maybe this will give you a little bit of light on what you need to do to kind of live a more mindful life. And maybe it'll help you kind of do some Google search or research on um, mindfulness and ways you can incorporate it into your life every day. And at the end of this podcast, I will also tell you the call to action. I'm going to read off some of the things that you can practice and work on the next seven days to kind of get yourself more in a mindful state. Okay. So the first bit of advice from a horse would be to take life's hurdles in stride. Need I say more? We have hurdles all the time. And if we try to get ahead of ourselves, we miss the one in front of us, right? And we can miss real big and it can hurt. So if we don't worry about what could be, like I know that I'm probably going to have some serious phantom pain that's going to rear its ugly head down the road because I've already had like three major episodes where like two or three days I couldn't sleep, I couldn't stand, I couldn't sit, I couldn't lay, I couldn't do anything. And I kept telling myself, repeating to myself, this is just a phase, this is just a phase, this is just a phase, it's going to go away, right? So I could be thinking about that next one, but in the meantime, I'm missing the journey right now and the hurdles I need to get through today. So don't worry about anything that you need to hurdle except for right now. You know, take the the life's hurdles in stride, one at a time. Don't get ahead of yourself and don't worry about how the last one went. Maybe the last time you tried to do something this way, learn from it but don't worry about it. Don't live back there. Okay. Number two, loosen the reins. This is really good advice for me. Um, I try to control all my situations to a fault. Loosen the reins. Reins on a horse are used to control the horse. If we're constantly tugging, we're not sending the right message to our horse. One, that we trust him and two, what we really want him to do. And so you have to loosen the reins and let the horse move. If you pull back too tight, you're holding the horse back and telling the horse to stop. That's not what you want in life, right? You want to keep moving. So when you loosen the reins, if you're too controlled in your life and you are trying to micromanage every moment of your life and and get all you're going to do basically is get yourself frustrated because you know what? Best laid plans never happen. That's why they're called best laid plans because they just, you may have thought it through and you got it well, but you know what? It never ends up being exactly the way you thought. So loosen the reins, go with the flow, okay? Loosen those reins. 
I love number three, be free spirited. One thing I did learn after becoming an amputee was obviously you have to accept it, right? And yes, I did have a choice. I had to make the acceptance before the surgery. Some of you aren't so lucky. And some of you that are dealing with other ailments or issues with work relationships had no control over that. But be free spirited means, you know what, I'm going to accept where I'm at. And I'm going to just go out, try new things, meet new people. Some of the best people I have ever met have I've met in the since my amputation, since 2018. Some of the most honest, good people that want the best for me, whether it's my home support people here, my family back home in Illinois, and the new people I've met in parking lots, grocery store aisles, the gym, anywhere, you name it. I have met people and I've been free-spirited enough to say, I'm willing to have a conversation. You have to know your boundaries, obviously, but there hasn't been a time when I haven't smiled at someone, said hello, and answered a couple questions they had for me about my life that hasn't made me appreciate the moment. So be free-spirited. Be ready to meet new people. Be ready to try stuff new. When I first got my amputation, December of 18, that sometime in that January, I finally went outside, went in the car because I could drive. It was my left leg, had my crutches, still had my staples, had was covered with my bandage and everything. And I went and did my nails. I was so excited to get out and be normal, right? Normal and do my nails. And at that moment in time, there was a lady sitting next to me with a young girl. And she asked me, well, if she could ask me what happened. And so I was talking to her and she asked me if I'd ever, ever heard of sled hockey. And I said, no. And she's like, well, my husband is the coach of the Coyote sled hockey team. You should really come and check us out. We practice on these days at the ice den. And the free spirit in me says, you know what? I'll go and look at it. I, you know, I, I don't say no now. I just kind of try things out and then I decide what I really, what the prioritize, what's, what's important, what's most important. And needless to say, a week later, I was on a sled on the ice with staples in my legs still, totally protected with a ton of material and everybody was warned not to hit me because I still had staples and got out there and tried sled hockey for the first time and I loved it. You know, it just made me feel like I was a part of something more, that there was hope, that there was something else out there, that I didn't have to feel disabled or crippled or anything, that I could actually do very athletic things and feel successful and happy. So being free-spirited, opening up to possibilities. Number four is really, really important for those of you, especially that get on Facebook groups, keep the burr from under your saddle. Okay, burrs are those little dangerous little pointy things that come off of plants that stick to like dog's fur and, and your socks and everything if you go hiking. You don't want that under your saddle. That would hurt. That, the horse's back would hurt because we'd be pushing those spurs into, um, those burrs, excuse me, into their skin, right? Well, I liken this to being 
keep those negative thoughts, negative people and negative experiences away from you. Don't let them enter your life. Don't let them take over your heart and, and don't let them get to your mind. Um, we, we have choices when you become free spirited, you are opening yourself up to more. And then you notice there are naysayers. There is going to always be someone out there that is going to not like you for your positivity, for what you're doing, what you're saying, um, how you react to things, who you're friends with, you name it. And all I can say is just like when they were in school, they were bullies and bullies come out when they are unhappy with their own life and they want to bring you down so they can build themselves up. Those are the burrs in your life you do not need. You have a hard enough life. We all go through ups and downs. You do not have to entertain them. You do not have to stick with those people. And for the love of Pete, do not entertain negative thoughts. They are just as much burrs in your life as people can get under your skin and be burrs to you, um, the way they treat you, the way they talk behind your back, or the comments they make on your social media. So stay away from that. You have every right to just stay away from those negative events. You don't need them. They're not going to be helpful. They aren't going to change. Negative thoughts are going to do nothing positive for the future of your life or make your life better. Stay away from negative thoughts here, negative heart moments, and negative people. Don't need them. <laughs> Number five, keep stable. Um, I thought that was funny. Do they mean stable as a verb or a noun for a horse? And I thought, well, home is a good place to be because home should be where your support system is. But to stay stable means an even keel, right? To go through life knowing there's going to be highs and lows, but being careful not to let your emotions and your, and your words escalate when you have um, really high moments or really low moments. If you're constantly up and down like that, one, it's exhausting. And two, when you're down, it can be so bad that you actually rub people the wrong way and lose the people that should be in your life. So just keeping stable, just ride, ride out the waves, as I say all the time, or just, um, just keep, keep knowing that with the up comes a down. When you're down, the ups will come. Don't let, especially the downs take you there. Um, let it go. Let it, let it ride through knowing with 100% certainty, everything I've been through that everything has passed that was bad. So, and come again. So there, there are waves or mountains and valleys, whatever, however you want to think of it. I always say mountains and valleys here because I look out my window and there's a huge mountain right there. So it's always the first thing in my mind, but I love to surf and be out in the ocean. And so I always think of waves too. When you're riding on the top of a wave, you feel like nothing is impossible. And then you crash into the, the lowness of the wave and you get pulled under. And if you allow your emotions to take hold, you can suffocate, you could drown. And so you need to be careful with that. Just be stable, ride it out and keep an even emotion about it. Don't get too wrapped up in feeling like you're not going to ever come out of this negative time or bad time. You will, you will, but 
it's going to take your mental fortitude and your courage to muster through that and get out of it. So if you stay stable, you won't have that much to go back up from, right? If your emotions are a little bit more, okay, this sucks, but I can get through this. That's being stable. If you let it run your life, it can ruin your relationship, the day you're having. Um, it can damage, you know, the way you, you're working at, at, at work or at school or whatever. So just stay stable, relax, and, and move through it, okay? And finally, um, gallop to greatness. So, you know, when you're galloping, right, you're free. And I, I'm looking at a picture right now of my, my girl. She was running right at me um, when I had a nice camera and was taking some good pictures of her and her colt. And, you know, galloping, there's just some something, f- f- some freedom with visualizing a horse galloping away, right? Or you being on a, a back of a horse that's galloping. Or if you're a wave person, if you're on top of that wave and you're right there and toes to the nose on your surfboard and there's nothing better than that feeling because there's just freedom and when you feel that freedom and that weight lifted off your shoulders there's nothing that's going to hold you back from doing great things and and being the greatest you can be and living the greatest life you can live and that's really all I want for you guys because that's what I'm getting to experience myself is I'm, I feel extremely blessed and honored to be able to be around horses daily. I'm blessed to have a beautiful family that cares about the life that I want to live. And they're along for this crazy journey of it's, I smell like horse poop when I walk in the door. Um, God love them. You know, I've literally need a shower every day after being with the horses, but it's one of the best smells in the world. So those are, are some interesting advices from a horse that I think really, really matter to what we go through in this world. And my time is coming to an end here. And I've, I've gone over the time I've been wanting to stay with. I've been trying to stay 30 minutes or less. But I wanted to also take a look at uh, this next page in this book. And this, this is the book I've got right now. And it's called Mindfulness and Meditation Options by Martha Montague. But one of the things that she said for the call to action in the next seven days, if you could just find some quiet time and no, you may not have horses to be around and that's okay. It may be quiet time with your pup or your cat or just alone because that means there's nothing's disturbing you. Sometimes I'm alone with my dogs and all they do is bark at the, I have a dog that barks at the wind, uh, any bird that comes to the bird feeder and everything else under the sun. But here are some mindfulness um, things that you can do um, to kind of bring in mindfulness to you. Doing one thing at a time. I mean, how many times do you in a week multitask? Women especially, we're horrible because we're so good at it that we can actually get several things going on at the same time. But we're not doing anything in a in perspective, like we're not thinking about the, what we're going through to do what we're doing, whether it's washing dishes or the laundry or, um, getting our kids ready for school or getting our husband up for work, whatever it is, do that, do one thing and pick that one thing to just focus on until you move on to the next thing, until you're done with one thing, then move on to the next thing. Um, 
giving each step your full attention, right? Go for quality, not quantity. That's again, the multitasking thing. You want quality in everything you do. Stay focused on the task at hand. And if it's a big task, break it down into smaller, um, into smaller tasks so you can really hone in on what you're doing. Um, own the task. You know, sometimes it's like getting to the gym. And when you're hurting, like as an amputee, there are days I just don't want to go because I'm hurting. I'm sore. And I'm thinking all I'm going to do is feel worse. When I have pushed past that and owned the moment, um, I realized that the gym was a great distraction from what I was going through. And then I started really focusing on each lift individually and each muscle that was being um, asked to move and to work hard and to build. So those are things you can do. Um, Celebrate. Celebrate things that you accomplish. That's really important. When you do complete some task, celebrate it. Because if you did it mindfully, it'll be extremely rewarding. You'll feel great about it. And you'll know that you were totally present when you did it. I can't even tell you how many times we have said as parents, how did the kids grow up so fast? I even homeschooled them. The problem is when I was homeschooling them, I'm not sure how mindful I was at the time. Some days, because math would have been like pulling teeth, I just wanted to get through it. Well, you know what? I wasn't mindfully teaching math or helping my kids through math. I was just like, let's get her done. Let's get her done. Let's get her done. And even as a homeschool parent, I'm like, how did my kids become college kids? You know, I don't want the rest of my life to go the way those years went. So now I've got my husband here and we have just each other while the kids are at school throughout the week. I want to make sure that my time with him is mindful. And too many times I find him and I both on our phone um, going through emails and getting rid of all that junk email that comes through. That's what I spend half my time doing is getting rid of emails. Other times it's you know, posting social media. So I'm staying relevant because I'm trying to build a, 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 a name for what I want to do with horses and with physical therapy or personal training. And I've got to just tell myself, and that's maybe my goal this week is, you know what, carve out a time that it's okay. And then the, carve out a time where you say it's a no phone zone, this time frame, no phone. Now, maybe my husband won't buy into that, but I can start that for me. Because I want to make sure that I'm living my life to the fullest. Because you know what? My life is worth living to the fullest. So is yours. So anyways, I hope this helped you. I mean, this, if you want more information, I'm telling you right now, my horse will be, um, we're eventually going to open up the doors to allowing a one-on-one with me and my horse. If that's something you're interested in, you live in the area, you need to reach out to me. Um, because I want to see where that interest lies. I'm going to start putting that out there and I'm going to be teaching how to be mindful around horses and meditate around horses so that you can gain trust and you can live in a moment and you can love your life in that moment and feel what all the feels I've been feeling. Um, it is too good to not share and I wish this for everybody. So Until next week, I hope you guys have a fantastic week. I hope it's filled with mindful moments and that you spend time being quiet and 
putting down your phone, turning off the TV, turning off the music and being quiet and listening to the world around you, listening to your heart. And, and that was all the birds outside, probably being chased by a bobcat, just got shooed away from my um, bird feeders. But I hope things are going well for you. And if they aren't, take a look and listen into your heart. Where's your mind at? Are you focused on the negative? Are you focused on the past? Are you worried about the future? Because if so, then mindfulness might be for you. Check out some sites for mindfulness. There's apps for being quiet and calm. One of them is called Calm. And uh, that might just be the avenue for you. So until next time, as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.